What up, what up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 100 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. 100 episodes in the books. The 100th episode of a podcast is kind of a momentous or monumental, rather, episode. Why exactly? I'm not too sure. Uh, maybe because it's a big, large, you know, round number. It's the breaking the threshold of the double-digit number episodes into the triple-digit number episodes, which it'll remain at for like another 900 ep- episodes when you break the three-digit threshold into the thousand-digit threshold. But at the rate of this podcast which took me about three years or so to get to 100 episodes. Uh, It'll take about another 27 to break that next barrier. But it's definitely cool, though. It it feels like an accomplishment. It feels like uh, something I stuck with, something that I continue to enjoy doing and try to improve with each episode and try to get better at with each episode and learn from each episode. And hopefully you guys got some good positive stuff from it also along the way. One of the things I definitely have to uh, focus on and uh, improve on moving forward is the uh, production quality, the sound quality, which isn't bad. I, I don't think it's bad, but I've definitely have heard better and like higher quality shows. And I want to get this one up to that level. And that might take just like some some upgrading of some components of, of the of my equipment or and or uh, just tweaking things that I do in uh, post production. But it is something that annoys me that I that I hear, especially when I do uh, interview episodes when I have like uh, another guest on, and which I don't do often. But when I do, it's something that that stands out to me. This episode, for example, is uh, I have a guest on. I have my my brother David on, and the quality is good, but it's not as crisp and precise as I would want it to be. You know, it's uh, echoey in some places. You hear, uh, I guess, like the feedback from the not feedback, but you hear one person speaking like on both mics i guess like the mics were like too close to each other and i'm not sure how to like overlay them properly in post and um you know i run everything through levelator which does a good job but it's not going to fix every little thing for you and there's a little bit of a background sound that i pick up on i mean hopefully i'm being overly critical because i'm you know, like listening that much more intently than a casual listener, but it's definitely something that I want to improve on. My Roland uh, recorder also records in in stereo, so each mic, it's on a separate input. It's like one is on the left and the other is on the right. So in GarageBand, I have to export each audio I have to export the audio from the left mic twice, 
one leaving it as left, the other one switching it to right, exporting it that way to iTunes, and then the mic on the right, I have to also export twice, once uh, a left version and a right version, and then export that to iTunes also, and then create different AIFF files in iTunes and export them back to GarageBand, so then they come out as a mono sound, which means like on both sides, and both sides of the earphones if not you'll hear just one voice only on one, on the left side and the other person only on the right side without uh going through that in post and i don't know if that like does something to the quality but the plus with that with them being recorded separately is that you avoid the uh people talking over each other which inevitably happens with with podcasts where um, you can slide the tracks independently of each other. And when somebody does speak over somebody else, like slide them to the sides a bit and, you know, allow for each one to be heard. If not, like it literally just sounds like muffled noise and you don't understand either, either person. But all in all, it's been a, a fun ride over the past hundred episodes. I've learned a lot of about myself which was definitely one of the intentions behind doing a podcast in the first place, as well as as well as getting better at podcasting in and of itself. And the tertiary intent, which was or is for it to serve as sort of a time capsule and audio documentary, if you will, of me working on my writing craft and see seeing where it goes seeing where i can take it the podcast pushes me to write the writing pushes me to podcast because they feed each other intentionally and it's a vicious circle that you find folks can hopefully gain some benefit from but if not i definitely am so it's all good all right, so this episode is pretty much about parenting. It's my brother and I did an episode, a couple episodes back in the day that you guys can find in the back catalog of the Spun Today podcast, where we did an episode before he, while he was expecting his first child, and you know, just like uh, what what he was expecting pretty much of becoming a father for the first time and then we recorded a podcast episode a few months after having a first child and just to compare the what i thought versus the actuality of having a kid uh for him and since then he had another kid and we were gonna do the same thing a before and after episode for for her but that didn't happen now that i'm going to be a father for the first time uh, we decided to sit down and kind of have that episode that that we didn't have before for his second born and kind of rope my experience into it with me having my first kid i actually came today from the hospital with my wife because we had uh, a doctor's appointment when she's 34 weeks pregnant so there's six weeks left to go pregnancy by the way is 40 weeks which equals 10 months i don't care what anybody says 
it's not a clean nine months, three trimester breakdown. There's 40 weeks. 40 divided by four, because it's four weeks in a month, equals 10. Anyway, I digress. Um, she's 34 weeks now, so we have a few more weeks to go. And now the the appointments with the doctors are more frequent. They went from like once a month to once every two weeks, and now it's uh, pretty much every week until the end. And they're always pretty cool because you, you do a sonogram, so you and your wife are in the room with the technician doing the sonogram, and you get to hear the baby's heartbeat, and the technician is doing like a bunch of measurements, and you know, it kind of looks like that Doppler uh, radar, like weather system type of thing, where you can't really make much out, but sometimes you can make things out, and um, but when they pull out the like three D instrument thing, you can see things a lot more clearly, and you know it's still not like HD, you know, clear, but. Um, you get some good images sometimes and for some reason our kid Aiden is always like covering his face or he has like his hand in his face like when we get in the uh into the room like to do sonograms so most of like his pictures because they give you like printouts um whenever they could get like a good shot Uh, most of his pictures are like with his hand in his face and stuff like that and uh we got let's say out of I don't know, we must have like 20, 25 different pictures or whatever I would say maybe like 4 or 5 of them are like good shots and the other ones are like oh look there's a finger or oh look that's his nose but you know he's covering the rest of his face with his you know both his hands and like that type of shit and um today we got a bunch of pictures but literally only one you could kind of make out his face <laughs> And it was a 3D one, which is pretty cool. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Besides that, we're on my end just uh, counting down the weeks, uh, trying to cram a lot into the last, hopefully, six weeks that we have um, before the baby's born. And I just say hopefully just so I can make sure everything is done. But, you know, it could be, you know, two weeks before, three weeks before even, or a week before, or, you know, I think up to two weeks after the due date. It could be also. It all depends on how the baby's doing and how my wife's doing. And the actual due date is literally based on whatever day you tell them that your last period was. So if you're off on that by a couple of days, then you do dates off by a couple of days as well. You know, I have to finish setting up the the nursery, which includes building his dresser, which is almost done, but also uh, setting up his crib, which I got from my nieces, which we speak about in in this episode with my brother. But I got the crib that they used and. Um, still in the process of sanding it down because we're painting it white. It's like it was like a, a brown wood um, color, and the baby room is gonna be gray and white. So I still need to finish that. The decoration of the room, you know, like stuff on the walls and shit. 
there's a baby shower that we're having in about another two and a half weeks that we're planning and cutting it close into the due date and shout out to events by rosa check them out on ig at events by rosa who did all our uh, like gender reveal decorating they're handling the decorating for the baby shower as well as making the cake a dominican cake of course and they do an awesome job but yeah there's a a bunch still left to do and fit in into the nights and weekends after work just to make sure everything is set got to do some painting in the apartment still like the doors and shit like that which i don't want to do with my pregnant wife here obviously and definitely not when the baby's here because of the fumes and shit so we're gonna have to stay in a hotel or some shit for like a night or two one of these weekends so i can do that and i don't know just a bunch of shit anyway thank you guys very much for being listeners of the sponsor podcast i hope that you guys have enjoyed listening as much as i've enjoyed putting these episodes out if you have i hope you rate and review the episode and share it with some people if you'd like to help support the podcast you can do so in a myriad of ways all of which are available at spuntoday.com forward slash affiliate links. The Spun Today website also has a bunch of my writing, whether it be short stories or free writing, and my book, soon to be books, plural. So go there and check it out. All the episode notes for each episode will be on the website as well, under their own page. And there you can listen and you can uh, check out like the different music and stuff that I play during the outro, like um, uh, links to the actual songs, or, like their videos or like who sings them and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Any articles that I reference, all that good stuff. Check out the website, spuntoday.com. My photography is there, the whole nine. All right, folks, here is episode 100. Check it out. Yo, did you guys hear the um, Pusha T and and Drake like back and forth, like battling tracks? You had infrared from Pusha T, then the the Doopy freestyle from Drake, and then the latest response to that from Pusha T, the story of added on. It's pretty dope. It's gonna be an interesting summer. My money's on Pusha, by the way, and this could, I could see. It's not far-fetched for this to snowball into a bigger, more interesting, like, more interesting battles, like, at the, the camp level. Like, if you remember, uh, like, back in the day, the, um, like, the 50 and Ja Rule battles where, like, M got involved and it became, like, an, like a shady aftermath camp thing versus murder the murder ink crew and then you had even some outliers picking sides and getting involved like the benzinos of the world and you know double like some magazine and shit like that i can see something like that happening or like brewing with this um you know push the t being in the kanye camp and drake already taking shots at kanye and 
then you you know you have the the Lil Wayne's and and Baby and Nicki Minaj's on one side, and then the even like uh, Kanye's obviously and Jay Z, even though a bit at odds with Kanye, but you know currently on like that side of things, and Rick Ross and DJ Khaled are gonna be on that side as well. Who's already and recently taking shots at Baby? I don't know. It's gonna be dope. Definitely something that that I'm gonna enjoy this summer. Anyway, folks, enough of that. Here is the episode. Enjoy. So the left, she's like, man. All right. So with me now having a kid. Well, first off, we did we did the pre Emma and post Emma uh, podcast. Which people could go back and listen to. It was like before you had your firstborn, and then after, like your expectations of before you had her, and then like the reality after the fact. And I always wanted to do a pre Olivia, which we didn't do, which is your second daughter. And this is uh, the post Olivia, and you know, uh, comparing having uh, two kids to one and the differences and shit that you've learned along the way. And just generally me picking your brain about having kids now that I'm expecting. My wife is expecting in a couple weeks, a few weeks. So this is the trilogy? Yes. Yeah, if you notice, we were able to do post-Emma, and then we were able to do pre-Emma. And then once Olivia came into the picture, there's never been any time to do this. (laughs) And that's only because... um, That's that's telling right there? Yeah, that's because... uh, when there's two kids, the the family time just takes over everything, and um, you never, I never, I never have much time for for like to sit down and and talk, and I don't have as much time to have uh, fun because I'm always doing projects, and when I'm not doing projects, I'm working, and when I'm not working, I'm with the family. So, you know, not necessarily in that order, but you know. What are your what differences did you see, like, between the two? Like, uh, like immediate, like, when you first bring the baby home? Uh, the those second are, baby? Those are, yeah. Like, did you see any differences between bringing Emma home versus bringing Olivia home? Um, not right away. Um, Were you, you more, know? like, at ease, though? Like, like, you knew how to do this already? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Olivia, um, raising Olivia is a lot easier than Emma because you had a um, trial run. You have the tr- the trial run that you know you're not, you're not you're not very good at, at raising a kid, so you don't know if you know what you're doing um, is wrong, um, and you always think that every, every move you make. Every, I was always thinking every move that I made affected the baby. Um, and then by the second one, you With realize one. that you don't have as much power as you think. And um, so the anxiety goes away with the second one. So you're able to handle things more easier, um, more easily. And, uh, you know, it's less stressful. And you realize, like, let's say, for example, like, oh, if I don't check on my baby every half an hour, you know, she's not going to die. You know what I mean? Whereas the first one, I remember just hovering over the crib and, like, making sure she was breathing at night. That, that's all I'm going to be. That, that's, yeah. like, what I'm most, like, terrified about like I at fe- night. 
I it's think, like, you know, that's a that's a normal a normal thing. I mean, you know, uh, when Emma was born, it was like, that was the first time in my life that somebody just sort of handed me something that's alive and I have to, like... Keep it that way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And, and not only keep it that way, but, like, I have to be engaged all the time because, you know, it needs to be fed, it needs to be changed. You know, it's not like a puppy or anything like that, you know, where... You just put a bowl somewhere and you train it. Yeah. You know, you constantly have to keep taking care of it. So that's pretty scary. You know, when 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 that happens to you and you realize like, oh wait a minute, this is uh, my responsibility and I have to keep this alive. This person. And then the the second time around, it's like less of that, right? Because like yeah. you went through it and. You know you could do it basically. Yeah, the the se- the, the second time around is like, like let's say for example like. Uh, you know, the baby hasn't pooped the first time around. You're just, you're just stressed out. So the the first time around, like, let's say something along the lines of, like, the baby has a little rash or the baby hasn't pooped in, you know, six hours. You want to run to the emergency room mm-hmm. and find out what's wrong. Where the second one, you're just sort of like, all right, just leave her alone and we'll see if she's like that by tomorrow. And then by tomorrow... Guess what? The rash disappeared or the baby had pooped and then you didn't spend, you know, three hours in the emergency room waiting for the doctor to tell you, oh, there's not anything we can do. Don't worry about it. You know, just go home. Yeah. So that's what they tell you. That's like even like taking cues off learning from the first time around and saying last time when we overreacted and went to the hospital, this is what they told us. And you apply it to the second kid. Right. It's like those those commercials. Have you seen like the first kid, second kid? Yep. the, The parents like like bubble wrap the baby to take him out and the they first take kid. everything yeah. and by the second kid it, I think it's a I forgot what commercial it is but it's different they, they, she hands it over to the dirty mechanic yeah, while yeah. she signs like a check or something yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and there's a there's a couple of them then there's another one with um, she hands him to the to the husband who's taking a shower and she's like here shower him like yeah. why he's taking a shower and just like throws him in there with her like stuff like that or they just grabs like a fistful of Cheerios and then and just run for the second with kid. The baby. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Where with the first kid, I just remember like walking around with a suitcase and like everything with the and first kid. That you might need. Yeah, and the second kid is just sort of like you know a lot of that stuff you don't need. You just need a diaper because you're going to be away from the house for an hour, so the baby might poop. So and that's it. You know what I mean? Um, and actually, I was looking at your registry because, you know, you're having a baby. And I saw a lot of the things in there. Uh, me and Janet were looking at the registry. And she's looking at it, and, and she's looking at it like, oh, that's so cute. And, you know, she's more understanding than I am because you guys are having your first baby. And I'm yeah. just sort of like, they're never going to need that. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why they were, why they want to buy that. You know, like, yo, there is this you know, I, I, I thought I thought we put, <laughs> I thought we did good with, no, you with did bringing not. down that stuff because I've asked a lot of people Listen. and they they all have the same reaction of only get like you're not, you're not going to use the majority of the stuff this is what you would use this is what you will use uh, I'll and tell I kind of like coupled that together to yeah. uh, to like make up the register and then obviously so I added like a bunch of other stuff I'll tell you what you're never going to use right what? you have this thing that it's basically a hammock that you put over a grocery cart 
Like, there's never going to be a time in your life. I where, honestly, I haven't even seen that. That was probably so I love that. Well, after. <laughs> all right. So there's never going to be a time in the life where you're going to be like, you know what? I have to make a, uh, a Costco run or a BJ's run. And I want I want to swing my baby around in a hammock in the middle of you know right on top of like the eggs and the uh, milk and all yeah, this stuff like absolutely that will never be used. I honestly didn't even know that was well, a thing. that's and on your registry. Even, and I was I just like, wow, man, if somebody spends fifty bucks on this crap, like that's the worst fifty dollars ever spent. <laughs> like, yeah. but I know that it's your first baby, so you're just like, yeah, you know that this makes sense. You know, I'm that I'm makes, gonna be, I'm gonna be awesome. walking up and down the aisles in the supermarket, and I want my baby to be comfortable. You will not be walking. You'll be running. When when the baby is born, and you're gonna grab everything that you can, and you're gonna be by yourself because somebody's gonna be one of you guys are gonna decide to stay home with the baby because it's easier than you know traveling with a baby everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so you're never I gonna don't use that thing. I don't. I don't want to travel with the baby. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, that doesn't. That doesn't. That. I didn't even know that was there. Please don't raise a socially awkward kid like. You know, I'm not. I'm, bring I'm the just baby saying. At the house. An infant, I'm not gonna take out. But nah, yeah. when the, it gets older, yeah. The doctor did tell us... When he's like uh, five or six. The doctor did tell us that, uh, yeah, five or six, that makes sense. <laughs> right right after he starts school. And show him, oh, look, these are people. <laughs> yeah. Um, the doctor did tell us when Emma was born that, uh, listen, you know, you don't want your baby around a lot of people. Especially it was October, so it was like right in, you know, at the end of the fall, beginning... In the middle of the fall, like flu season. Know, yeah, shit. yeah. Kids are back in school, so they're spreading germs and stuff, and the parents are getting them. So, the, so the doctor was like, you know, you know, you don't want your baby around too many people at first, because you know the. They're, they're delicate You know They've been nine months in, in the mother's belly You don't want to expose them Too quickly To a whole bunch of germs And I just remember Having arguments With, with mom You know Because she was like No I You know I have a, a You know 50 people That want to meet the baby And I'm just like Well you know No that's yeah, not happening I remember that Where with the second one Same Same concept However You were more liberal Yeah we were more liberal Like you know the closer folks who you know were able to touch the baby, you know what I mean. Like it wasn't just you, mom and dad, and and Janet's immediate family. Like, you know, people showed up and and saw the baby. Um, let me uh, hold on, scratch that. People did show up and and watch the baby, but they weren't as excited as when the first one. I feel like you're more on your own with the second baby because you're you've already be, you're already a parent, whereas people know. A lot of people know how life-changing is having a kid, so they're around the first one more, and they're more invested in you because it's such a unique experience where when, when you have the second one, they're just like, eh, you know, good for you, congratulations, but whatever. Like, you know, they're, they're not so... In, uh, they're not as involved. That's been our experience. That makes sense. And um, which also, um, you know, when you have two kids... Uh, we have a good support system You know Mom and dad They're both retired And they watch The the girls And they're always Willing to watch the girls But um, We We definitely Have less time On our hands To To do More of the things That we want You know And most of our activities Are with the four of us Because everything yeah. Revolves around Like their schedule and stuff, Yeah right? Everything involves Around the girls And you know Other people Who have kids now They're inviting us Whereas like You know when uh, when Emma was born, you know, with the anxiety and so forth, like we would just decline, you know, uh, get-togethers because we're just like, you know, we're gonna stay home and watch watch Emma because she sneezed last night. 
Now it's just sort of like, you know, where we're, we spend more time now on the weekends, you know, like bring them around family and birthday parties and get togethers. Is that fun? Like fun for you? Like to see them? I would imagine like they have fun in like those environments and stuff. They 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 do have fun, and I'm I'm all for the kids having fun, and you know I'm getting older, so there's not there's not much that that I'm missing out. I think if I was younger, I think I, it, it'll be harder for me to adjust, um, you know, with the family and the get-togethers and so forth, because I'm I'd be a, a lot more selfish and want to do a lot more things that I want to do, whereas opposed to now, it's just like. You know, I'm 39 years old, and I just worked all week. And, you know, I, I was doing a couple of ho- projects around the house. And it's like, oh, this is a great time, you know, for the kids to get together and for me, like, to sit back and relax a little bit. You know? yeah. Take more it's of just a, like a like pro- progression of life. True. Yeah, Omar and, uh, and me joke around all the time about, like, how our conversations change as we get older. Whereas, you know, like, in our 20s, we would talk about, like, Hey, where are we gonna go drink this weekend? What clubs are we gonna get check out? You know, what we, you know, what park are we gonna go to? Uh, you know, on Saturday. Cause it's a different trip. And now we're like talking about like back pain and you know orthotics and you know doctor's appointments and stuff. You know, not that I'm you know not that we're sick, but I'm just saying like you know those are the things we talk about sales at the supermarkets. <laughs> it's like your your immediate reality, like the yeah. shit the shit that you're exposed to most. Yeah, yeah. You, you speak of. What was I gonna say? Uh, one of the like the scariest shit to me, like I said before, is, is the baby sleeping. And I ask everybody that, that I know that has kids, this, um, how? Because I've also gotten like mixed, mixed answers on this. Um, how do you sleep the baby? Some people, well, I've heard is. Some people put them to sleep face up, like on their back, and then some people say that their doctor said not to do that because if they throw up, they could choke on their throw up. And then some people say um, not to do it face down because they could suffocate, but uh, this one girl, um, her baby was uh, colicky or something like that. Like they have like extra gas or something. And he can only he he she found that he only finds comfort. He's only able to sleep if he's face down because he lets out like the gases that way, and that's the only way that he can sleep. So hers sleeps face down. And most the where there's the most consensus is um, sleeping them sideways. Um, that I've heard like put like a like a wedge type of thing or like a, a rolled up like towel like on their back. I think we did sideways and and down. Definitely not not on the back. Um, that's how we did it. Um, as you, as you're going to see now that you're going to have a baby, like, it's a lot, it has a lot to do with percentages. So it's like, I don't know, everything is a percentage, like 80 per, you know, um, there's no, there's no right way of, of doing things, you know, the, they could tell you, um, is it more right, more wrong, but yeah, it's like whatever yeah, works for you. Like type there's shit. a whole bunch of different studies about different ways of, of putting the baby. So they just tell you the, the, the the odds basically of of things happening to your child and you know in certain situations or um and it was um both of them on the side uh i think it was mostly face down though to be honest with you, you like know, right away the, yeah the the head to the to the side and and then you know like face down i don't i don't think it was face up 
And it's not like the baby is uh, sleeping for long, you know. Um, like, especially during the first three months, it's like every three hours you got to feed the baby. So, you know, they're taking naps, and they're usually around you when they're napping. Yeah, yeah. That, that's another thing, too, the the feeding. I've heard if, they're, if, they, if they sleep through the night, don't wake them up because their brain, like, develops most, like, while they're asleep. And I've heard wake them up even if they're sleeping and disrupt their sleep to feed them because they need food for their, for their development. Like, which one did you guys do? The the baby definitely wakes up when, when they're hungry. So I You think didn't have to wake them up? Not really because, um, you know, the baby might not wake up in three hours, but it'll def- by three and a half hours, four hours, it'll be up. You know, I don't... I, I, I've never heard of a baby sleeping through the night because, you know, it's just, just able to control its hunger. Like, no, they'll cry when they're hungry. Okay. And, it, and it'll usually be around the time where you start getting them used to because uh, the time that you start getting them used to feeding. Because I think what happens is at first, soil is going to start trying to produce milk, right? And then, you know, I think at the beginning it's just sort of like a little bit comes out, so she'll feed the, she'll feed the baby a little, and then the baby will be hungry shortly after that, so she'll try to feed a little bit more. And then eventually her body starts adjusting and it'll start producing more milk, and then you start setting up a schedule for the baby. So it's just sort of like a, it's sort of like a dance that that she's gonna do with the baby, and then the baby's gonna start getting used to eating after a certain amount of time. You know, it's fall into like a routine. A routine, exactly. And then that's that's where like every three hours kind of falls from. But it wasn't like it was more triggered by them waking up and crying. It wasn't like you set an alarm and then wake them up every three hours. Yeah, no, or whatever. Uh-uh. You, that that won't happen. I mean, the babies. They're their own alarm type of thing. Yeah, they're, they're like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm going to start crying. And then it's your job to find out, all right, did the baby shit itself? Uh, is it hungry? And then most of the time you start realizing, uh, you know, why it's crying, right? Like if it's if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and the baby hasn't eaten for three hours, you're like, oh, wait a minute, it's feeding time, you know? And, yeah. and if you just fed the baby and it's crying, that means it has gas. And... You know, sometimes it's, you know, because it pooped itself and it's uncomfortable, you know, like it's only like three things. things. Yeah. Yeah. If your baby is healthy, because that's the other thing, too, is like a lot of it is out of your control. You know, Um, if your baby is born, you know, not healthy, which can happen, you know, some people have that misfortune. Like, you know, every every situation is different. Yeah. But, you know, both of my girls are healthy and that's what it was like for us. Instead of like. In a situation like that, instead of, like, a handful of things that could be wrong, like the, those immediate things like uh, shitting itself or or burping and feeding, it'll, like, be a longer list of shit. Yeah. Depending on what's wrong. Yeah. That makes sense. And um, as far as you're concerned, like, what does it feel like to, like, realize that your life is about to change completely? And, um, and not only that, it's also... Like, uh, your life is about to change into something that you've never experienced before in your past. Like, there's nothing for you to to um, to compare, compare to, the, to the situation that, that you're currently in. Are you anxious? Yeah, I'm definitely anxious. And I'm definitely, like, when I contemplate about it, it's like like a mix of of excitement and nervousness. And, which is why, like, I ask, like, so many questions and... Anybody that that'll take the time to fucking answer and listen and and stuff like I, I listen to, 
Um, but then there, there's a part of me that it hasn't hit me. You know, like it, like it, like it's still like really surreal, and it's something that I recognize that obviously intellectually it's gonna happen. You know, like we're gonna have a baby. Yeah. And but I feel like and so I'm, it's I'm the opposite, a, right? So it is already a mom, right? Yeah. The reason and, the reason that is sorry to cut, to cut you off is I was just talking about this yesterday because my coworker she's six months pregnant, mm-hmm. and I was having the conversation with her where like. A woman becomes a mother right away, and the bonding starts because the baby's growing inside her belly. And you know, you know, Soila, you know, Soila's pregnant, and and you know you're about to be a father, but you haven't met the baby, you haven't connected with the baby yet, like she has. So that's why it's sort of like a, a, a different type of experience. a different type of experience for you. Yeah, I I, I, I always have a joke where it's like. It took me like three months to warm up to Emma, where I'm just like, "Oh, you're gonna stay here now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not going anywhere." <laughs> and then you know, you start realizing like, "Oh, this baby's a permanent thing." Yeah, it's a permanent thing. Yeah. Like, the, she's not going anywhere. It, it, where, where with Soila, like she already had that experience, you know, for nine months. Yeah, well, not even nine months. Like she had it seven months ago. That experience where it's like, "I'm pregnant. This is weird." And then she's like, "Oh, look, my belly's bigger." It's you know, the baby you're growing. Where you haven't seen the baby yet, yeah, and you haven't held it. Soila has it literally inside of her body. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. So back to what you were saying. Um. So yeah, I don't know. It's just it's like surreal, and I've heard you like say that, like it hit you like after the baby was born. Yeah. And stuff. Some yeah. guys it hits them right away. I've heard, but for me, it took a couple of months. Yeah. Like most of the people that 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 I've spoken to have said the same thing. It's like after, like definitely after the baby's born. It's like that's when like the life changing, like oh shit, step up to the plate type of yeah. thing happens. I always I always hear you know, every once in a while you hear a guy saying like no, you know I, I felt it right away, and I always some part of me always says like they feel so foolish. Of shit. <laughs> yeah, like you're just saying the right things. You know what I mean? Like the the truth is you know you you got to see the baby and like hang out with it for a little while. That's like, like a, tell me who that, who that's else? It's like a male a male feminist response type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it, it's a, like not a PC real. Type of yeah. But it's not because I mean, tell me who else in your life you loved before you even met them, or you were dying to hang out with them before you even met them. Like you know, yeah. everybody else in your life you're always sizing up, right? Like eh, you know, you're cool, I guess. Yeah. You know, get hang out a little more. It's like I, I definitely feel certain certain things that I attribute to like like um. I guess parental, like fatherly things, like a sense of responsibility, and and like a want to to like you know like do right and raise them right and like I've always felt like you can never like repay your parents for what they've done for you, or like like in our situation like where our parents you know raising us and stuff like that. But the closest you can come to that is like paying it forward with your own kid. So I definitely feel like that. Like sense of responsibility, but it's not like just responsibility. It's like because uh, responsibility makes it seem like oh fuck, I got to do this shit. But it's not that. It's like a a want to live up to that. You know, that like, I feel that that but, that is spoken like somebody who's never had a kid before. Very well said, <laughs> for somebody who's never had a kid before. It's actually a two way street where um, your kids, you it, your kids could. 
you, you can't repay your parents, right, for everything that they did for you. But now that I have kids, I see it as, like, I can never repay my kids for everything that they've done for me, too. Because um, fatherhood, it, like, changes you a lot, you know, and you, you realize a lot of things about yourself. Um, you know, I, I'm one of those people that believe, like, you never really change, you know, in life. Like, it's, it's really hard for people to change. Like, my philosophy in life is, like, it's really hard for, for people to change, you know. It takes a lot of effort, right? You know, people freaking, you know, got to go on uh, the 12-step program to stop drinking alcohol, you know, and, and they fail, you know, same thing with drugs, same thing with, you know, their behaviors and so forth. Um, I think people change... To change, like, behavioral things? Yeah, like, I think people change a little bit. That's why I'm very in, in the... I'm very much of a, like, oh, if, you know... I believe, like, if you screw me over once... You're probably gonna do it again because you can't you can't really help yourself. You know what I mean? Where, um, um, when, when what what I'm saying with with kids is that they just make you stronger into the they just um, they mold you as much imp- as you yeah, mold they them. Imp- they imprint more of who you are. They imprint more of who you are into yourself. You know what I mean? Where you know you see a lot of fathers that they're absentee fathers and they don't connect with the kids and. You know, they're not around the kids and they're fine with it because that's just who they were before they had the kid. Where, like, you know, you see people that... Um, so it accentuates the quality that they already have? Think? I think so. I think so. Like any, like anything else, it's an adjustment period. Um, you know, where, you know, at first, yeah, you're invested into the kid and, you know, you want to take care of it or you want to be there or whatever. But, you know... You can't you can't escape yourself like like eventually it'll make you just more of who you are like you know whether you bail on the kid or you just become this like loving you know very uh you know um, involved father which that's probably who you were before the kid came around anyway you know what I mean except now you're doing it on on you know somebody that that is yours that you're um that you actually love and it just it sort of like cements it more I don't know if that if I'm making sense that makes sense but I, I think on top of that, I agree with that but I think that there could be like also a third type where it's such an impactful experience and like life altering thing that it could switch somebody one way or the other like somebody that was like a piece of shit and like the absentee type normally w- would or could like theoretically like step up to the plane and be like fuck yeah. I, I gotta actually do right but you know this time around or whatever or somebody just like scare the shit out of them and say yeah, I thought I wanted this but I don't and make them the type of person that bounces you know yeah uh, yeah maybe yeah. I mean there's always exceptions you know? yeah, yeah there's always exceptions I, I I'm just one of those people who believe that you know you, you more practical really, you, yeah you never really change you know what I mean like if you if you were uh it just makes you more of who you are. You know, children, can you pause it? So, um, yeah, that, that's... There's always exceptions, whatever. There's always exceptions, but I just always feel like, you know, you either believe people can change or you believe that they can. And I, I just feel, you know, um, children just uh, reinforce who, you, who you've always been. You know, it, it, it implants it even more. No. You know, I, I know guys who got fucking, like, who have 10 kids, you know, all over the place. And, you know, for them, that's normal. Yeah. Know? 
Whereas for me, I've always been, I've always run around in, in a tight circle of friends when I, when I was single and had no kids or a family. And now that I have a family, like I just hang around my family most of the time. You know what I mean? Like I'm basically the same philosophy, same way of thinking. And that's, that's how I see it. I mean, yeah. that's my experience. And, um... You know, like, it's just, I have a family now. Like, I have two kids at home and, and, and a girlfriend, and, you know, none of us are going anywhere anytime soon, you know? And, uh, you know, it's just uh, learning to live with each other and, you know, to make sure that everybody has the same amount of, uh, the same amount of uh, space and the same amount of say, you know? I mean... You know, me and my girlfriend and, you know, making sure that we're on the same page with with the kids and so forth. That's like more important than anything else. Uh, ha, um, did you encounter things like like I guess like in a general sense, like how we're going to raise the baby or like or when you or tell me about like differences in. Oh, I think we should, you know, put him in this school versus that school. Or I think, you know, we should teach her Spanish or we should or like whatever, like any like uh parent raising things like differences like have you encountered have you encountered anything like that and if so like how to go um no not like different like like you know difference of opinions yeah not just opinions but like more like impactful shit like like religious stuff no or no 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 i i um yeah just difference of opinion or whatever that's what they both down to anyway i think i think we we dealt with that more with the family as far as it's concerned because you know, Janet's family have have their different ways of uh, of uh, how how to raise children or what they think is important. Our family have have uh, different say and and different ways of raising family. And I'm just I just look at them like uh, um, I just look at it like you take everything in and then make form your own opinion. Well, it's just it's just annoying. Like let's say for example like. Uh, when when mom tells me how to raise the girls, I'm just like, mom, I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I, this is my second kid or whatever. Uh, but when when I hear it like from Janet's side, I'm definitely more like uh, I, you know, not interested in hearing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure it works the other way around, like for Janet. Cause it's yeah, like, totally. Because cause you have the she, because it's your your. Like your mom, our mom, you can, like you know it's coming for a good place, and you, you just kind of like yeah, yeah, whatever. But yeah. But from someone that's not your immediate family, it seems you more like a like a. It seems more like a. They're being intrusive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that that. So it's that, probably that, equal opposite experiences. For that both that, that definitely up. happens, and you know it's not like everybody in the family does it, but certain people in the families do it. Yeah. And, I mean, and um. I, I think that comes with the territory. I think with, with a lot of shit, like everybody's always an expert in something. It's yeah, like, whatever. Like and then I, it, I think like having a kid is not going to be any different in terms of that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. And then and then and then you know, and then you're looking at them like, you know, listen. I know you don't like to believe it, but you've made your mistakes. Now let me make mine. If I'm going to make any mistakes, you know, with my children, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And um, and then as far as me and Janet is concerned. Like, it hasn't been really that, that, you know, that hard. Like, as far as religion, she's a Christian and I'm not. But 
I mean, it's kind of hard for me to argue. Hey, you know what? Maybe we should teach a two-year-old that maybe there is no God, and we're and when we die, there's no place to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, uh, I'm not an atheist, but I'm just saying that I believe I'm I'm an agnostic. I think like you, you ju- I just don't know. You know what I mean? I I hope there's a God, and I was born, I was uh, raised Catholic, so you know, a big part of me is like the Catholic. You know, beliefs where, you know, there was a Jesus and, and um, you know, there's a God, you know, so part of me does believe in that. So, I mean, at two years old, like, you know what? I kind of do want my kids to, like, learn some morals and, yeah, exactly. and you know, it's believe and believe in God, you, you, you know, and so forth. Now, do I want my kid to think that, you know, you know, the more hours they spend at church, the more God likes them? You know, I don't know about all that, no, but definitely not, you know, um. You know, so we don't have any arguments as far as like you know the kids going to a Christian church. Like to me, that's neither here nor there. As long as long as as long as they don't go to church and they say like, if you're gay or you know, you know you're gonna go you're gonna burn in hell and stuff like that. Like that's a whole different thing, right? Yeah, definitely. That that makes sense because it it like religion at like a basic level checks off like a bunch of fundamental boxes like morality and and right and wrong and yes and stuff like that which is good to like instill in a kid that's just absorbing everything yeah put them like on the right path but then you know there comes a point where it could cross into like fundamental not fundamental um fanatical like yeah. crazy, crazy, and that's what uh, any anything else, right? Like as long as it's not yeah. fanatical, hey, I want my kids to believe in God and 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 learn some morals. And then as far as school and so forth, um, for me that that's a whole lot easier because, you know, look around you. This is your neighborhood. You know what I mean? We're all working class people from the same neighborhood. Some of us might make a little bit more money than others, but. You know, none of not, this isn't the Upper East Side. You know what I mean? These are the schools that 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 are in our neighborhoods, and 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 these are the things that 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 are that are exist to us in our neighborhoods. So, you know, like I'm not I'm not too controlling about I'm not too worried about schooling and so forth because I, I mean I went to public school. Um, you know, my it's, kids it's too early at this point too. Huh? I think it's too early at this it point. It is too right? early. I, I, my kids are eventually going to go to public school. Um, now, you try well, to get them into like charter school and you know, yeah, like a like better that. a better school in the neighborhood that that would be nice. Um, and then I just don't know. Like right now, I'm not stressing. I'm not stressing about it. I'm going to see if um, you know how that goes and see you know if the schools are really bad. Then we have to think of another you know a different plan. But like right now, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. Makes sense. So I mean, so I, I, I like, just feel I just feel like a, a lot of things are already predetermined. You know, like uh, you know, the kids are growing up in Ozone Park, Queens, New York. That's where I grew up, and and this is these are the things that are, are afforded to people who live in in our neighborhoods. You know, whether they, I hope they don't have to go to private school because that's so expensive. <laughs> but uh, you know, if that's the route that they're gonna have to go eventually, then you know, then we'll we'll get we'll cross that path when, when we get there. So hypothetically, what would your what would your response be if Janet wants is like full fledged and wants to put her put them in um, like a, I don't know Christian boarding school or some shit? I object. I'll be like, <laughs> I object. <laughs> I will be like. Um, you know, she ha- she's gonna have to think of some really good reasons before like I. She'd I, have to like sell you on it. Yeah, she would definitely have to do a hard sale on that. 
Um, I can't say, like, I'm trying to for, like, because I think it's important to be on the same page, like, parenting-wise, because, you know, obviously I don't have a kid yet, but from trying to think of it from a kid's perspective, it, uh, it, it seems, it can't help if the parents are, like, at odds and constantly contradicting each other no. and... You, it's you're like confusing a confused kid. Yeah, exactly. So I think it'd be good not to find out like when you want to like baptize a kid or something like, oh, but I'm a Satanist or you know what I mean, like some crazy shit. Like, yeah. oh shit, we never we we should have spoken about this and we never did. Um, so I'm trying to like foresee. But like, you guys stuff are both like that, Catholic. You guys are gonna. Yeah, have yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit about like religious stuff. I just but I'm, like, but it, I'm just saying general. you both you both are Catholics from immigrant parents who came from the same country. So I, you I'm have very similar experience. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be that hard for you guys to get on the same page. True. I I don't think it'll be that hard. Um, it, it, I think it would be a lot harder if you guys, you know, were from different countries and different religions. Yeah. Uh, I think me and Janet work out because we were both, you know, poor for um, first generation. I think Janet's second generation, but um, you know, um, Hispanic kids raised in New York City. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. you know, we both grew up listening to hip-hop music and, you know... Same culture. Eating Chinese food and hanging around Spanish people all weekend. You know what I mean? And then going to school and hanging out with a whole bunch of people from from different nationalities and different walks of life and, and, and different uh, religions, you know? Yeah. So that's a, that's, a unique, that's a unique New York experience that we both had. Um, and that makes things a lot easier um, for us. As far as that's concerned, um, and and then with kids, um, <clears throat> damn, like uh, I'm very big. I, my whole life, I'm not very big on details, and when it comes to children, I believe you should not get too focused on the details. Where like you just want to make sure that your kid is part of a very loving and stable situation. That's basically all. That's basically the big, the biggest thing that you can give your kid is love and stability and being there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then everything else will fall will fall into its course because I believe that family values is very important, and you see that all the time, especially um, from our culture where we're we, we come from a culture of immigrant, you know, um, families, right? Where you know our our parents left their country. But they brought their traditions and their values over here. And, you know, that went a lot, a lot further than, you know, dad's education and mom's education level. You know what I mean? Their sense of morality and their sense of what they value to be important. And you see that in all, all, all in, in different families, too. You know what I mean? Um, it varies family to family. Yeah. By because, value, what, speak more on the values. Like, what do you mean? Well, like, for example, like... Like for example, if 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 you if you value your family, right, and um, I don't know, I, I guess maybe I'll be a little controversial, but what I'm gonna say, but what I'm saying is, you have to be very careful about preaching what you don't do when you have a family because the cracks are always gonna show. So yes, you can you can say you know what. Family is very important to me, and I want to, you know, I think going to church is very important to me. But if you're not going to church or if you're not um, if you're not making your family number one 
on, on, on your list, uh, that the cracks are going to show. And then you're going to raise these kids where you're basically telling them, look, these are the Ten Commandments that I don't follow, but I want you to follow. And then eventually that, that, that'll hurt them where, like, you know, the, the other side of it is true, too. It's just like hypocrisy. That's true. Right. Like it's hypoc- right. Where, where, like, you know, if, if, you do, if you do value, if you do have, like, strong family values and you're always there with your kids and they're always number one in your agenda and so forth, I think that's, that's the, the biggest, most important thing that you can give your kid if those are the things that you value. You know what I mean? Like, you can't bullshit your kids. Like... You can't pretend. You can't fake being you, there. Yeah, you like, can't fake yeah. being there. You can't fake being. You could for a little while, but in the long run, it's, the, the cracks will show. They'll be like, "All right, this guy is uh, full of shit," or "My mom is full of shit." You know what I mean? Yeah. Which causes a whole bunch of other problems too. Have you? And I, I think that's why the details aren't important, because like, let's say for example, um, I love details though. Well, I, think, I think you got both. You can have you have, but also be detailed. But what I'm saying is, is like you have parents. You know, like I work with a lot of like you know people who have money and so forth, and they're never around because they're always working. But they love their kids, and their kids know that they love them. And you know, as opposed to people who are just never around because you know they say they love their kids, but they're just never around because they're not interested in being part of their lives and so forth. Like I think there's a difference. Like the details, even though. Um, even though you you might have two sets of people that 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 are not are not around, but you can definitely tell you know the kids will definitely tell you know my mom really loves me or my mom never really cared or wasn't too focused on me. The same thing with my dad. Yeah, yeah. it's like different if like the parents are taking care of the essentials their way, but they're taking care of the essentials and their way because they're working versus their way because they're clubbing and not paying rent or some shit. Yeah, you know, like it's a yeah. Um. Or just taking care of the essentials and then checking out. Yeah. Um, have you seen... It, it, might, it might be, like, too young, but have you seen... This is, like, a, a double question, I guess. The, like, differences in personalities, I... Like, I, I've witnessed that between, like, Emma and Olivia. Yeah. But, like, obviously, you, you would witness... You would know that, uh, you know, better being, being around them all the time and being their father. But have you noticed, um, like, interests? Or is it, like, too young for that? You know, like, like some people say, oh, my kid showed an interest in baseball since he was two, and, you know, yeah, I no. got him a ball or no, no. No, nothing like that. I, I haven't nothing noticed that. Nothing that you, like, like um, I forget the word I'm looking for. Nurtured. Like, nothing that they that you've seen, like, oh, let me, like, nurture this and see where it goes type of thing? Or is no. it too young for that? No, uh, they're too young for that, but I do feel like I, I treat them both differently. Right now, maybe it's because of the age. Like, I demand more stuff from Emma because she's older. Um, she should know, like, better with certain things. Yeah, and I ask her, you know, to help me out more. And, you know, I ask her to, you know, watch her sister a little bit or, you know, hand me this. You know, where I never ask Olivia any of that. And I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that she's the second born or if that or if she's just too young and eventually I'll start doing that with her but that's something that I always pay attention to myself because I'm the oldest you know from the both of us and I always felt like mom and dad they demanded more of me than they did of you so I don't want to do that to Emma like I'm always like also reminding her like listen you know you got to have fun and sometimes daddy asks you to do things because you're older but that doesn't mean that, you know, you have to do them or obligated. That is just asking you for help. You know, like, I try to reinforce that. 
on her. Yeah. Because I don't I don't want to I don't want there to be like a like a shift in the house where like there's certain things that Emma has to do that Olivia doesn't have to do because I I don't want it to be unfair like that. Yeah, that makes sense. To have like even like an evening of responsibilities yeah. and like stuff like that. And yeah. So one doesn't feel like more burden than the other. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I guess back to what I was trying to say before is like you can't really you could you you can't really um, bullshit around being a parent. You know what I mean? Because you know, like like I said, a good one or a shitty one? Huh? You either a good one or a shitty one? Yeah, like that's it. You know, fuck the circumstances and so forth. Because I mean, you know, most of our families remember when we used to go to the DR on vacation? They were poor and happy. Um, and 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 also like like tight knit, right? Yeah. And um, you know, so fucked circumstances. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, that's easy for me to say. You know, because I don't have like a lot of uh, um, adversity in my life. But but I'm just saying, like you know, you're either you're either a good parent or you're not. And that's and the it. good. And the good. Would you agree? The good stems from. Or the difference between being good and bad stems from basically being there. Be, well, being honest, being honest, and and because you know, I'm coming from a narrow scope of like my mom and dad were together. It wasn't a perfect marriage. Like no marriage is perfect, and they weren't the perfect parents, but they were great parents, and and they've been together for forty years, so they're obviously good at that too. Um, but being honest, because on the flip side of that, like there's people who are together and they're miserable and they make their children miserable and um, you don't want to be that either you know always be the the adult put it and and like put your kids first where it's like you know what I realize that you you know like me and my significant me and my significant other we're not good together and that's affecting our children and you know what our family will be a lot better off if we just sort of like live in in different places and you know move on with our lives and raise these kids you know what I mean just be honest because if you're not it'll show right I mean you know your kids are gonna see all that like I see Emma always just Emma is like a sponge she absorbs everything like remember we've been having the conversation I told you with that about like he should stop driving yeah she was like fighting for him last night, saying like, you know, dad needs, to, you know, you know, Bobby's needs to drive because you know he needs to put medicine in his car. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> listening to our conversations, she's paying attention to what's going on around the house, and I think it'll only get better. She'll get better at it when um, she gets older. And I vaguely remember like growing up and noticing like when mom and dad had a fight or something, and how uncomfortable I felt. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like. Kids just notice those things. You can't fake none of that shit. True. You could you could fake it to the outside world, but you can't fake it in your house. You know, if your wife is unhappy with you, and when you guys you know were didn't have kids, she like you could go outside and pretend like you guys are a happy marriage. True. If you if you if you and your wife are happy, if you and your wife are are not happy at home, you can go outside and pretend that you have a happy marriage and everything is good. But when you come home, like, that, your reality is still there. You know what I mean? Like, that's the same thing with your kids. Like, you know, if, if you guys are, are, are not happy at home, like, not, nothing matters because your kids are going to understand that. Yeah, you're going to fuck them yeah, up. You, yeah, your kids are going to understand that, that they're in a, a bad situation. And that will affect them. So what I'm saying is, 
to be a parent, just always be a hundred percent honest because your kids are gonna catch you on your bullshit anyway. And and you they might not they might not be able to articulate or explain what is wrong um, with the situation, but they'll definitely act on it. They'll definitely act out on it. And they, they won't have like the. Even like the like the context fully for it, but they'll definitely internalize it, and it'll look yeah, like that. yeah, they'll definitely feel it. They're, that I mean, they're they're like uh, that. That's the 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 first sense that that they that they have that they that they have to get really good at, right? Where they're one, they're they're a couple of days old, and they're like, I don't know what the hell, I don't know what this is, but I know that I'm not comfortable, and they start crying, and you have to feed the baby or change his diaper and so forth. So they just they're working on that. They're working on that part of themselves from very early on in life. You know what I mean? Where they might not be able to understand why mom and dad, you know, do what they do. But I definitely know that that makes me feel uncomfortable. And, you know, you know, that affects that affects their life. So you, the best thing for me is just be be an honest person in your house. Nice. Thanks, man. I think it's a good way to wrap up. All right. All right. Yeah. Peace. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like On Jupiter and Mars In other words Hold my hand In other words Baby, kiss me Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words, I love you. Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work when you have absolutely nothing to look forward to except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes. And I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. You receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind. And a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntray.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntre.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating what inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. 
And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now, you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to. You have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor Day podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to sponsorday.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page. And there you will see a banner for Amazon. You literally just click on that and it takes you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website. So that would be a big help. It literally costs you nothing extra financially, just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your Amazon shopping. The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well. If you want to make a one-time PayPal donation, feel free to do so. There's a PayPal donation button on there as well. Within that same tab, you'll also find a link to the Spun Today Viral Style store. Now, the Viral Style store is a store where you can get Spun Today merch, whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that I personally designed. And spoiler alert, I'm no... I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff, <laughs> but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a playoff of Snoop, Dre and Nate Dogs. smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day with like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis. If you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool and it there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works, but I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other uh, podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Spun Today podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be two dollars a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So... If you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate $3 per episode, 
you are a second tier supporter etc etc and it goes up to four tiers and each tier gets different things like uh tier one gets a free spun today bookmark and a shout out on the podcast tier three gets uh gets those two things from tier one as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my Patreon page at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash spun today. Another great, amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it. This costs you absolutely nothing. Whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps, please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends and family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying. Some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh. But as long as you're listening, <laughs> it would be much appreciated. So rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen. Follow me on Twitter or on Instagram at Spun Today. Like the Facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash Spun Today. Subscribe to my YouTube page as well. All podcast episodes are available on YouTube as well as clipped versions. For example, with the random rant episodes, you know, I speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone, which is also available on YouTube. But you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks so check that out you can also support by checking out my book make way for you tips for getting out of your own way it's a quick short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation and you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books there you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition as well as a couple of audio excerpts if you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, in ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.